Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, July 24, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We got a lot of stuff on the docket, not only today, but this week. We're going to talk about numbers. We're going to talk about the things we have on the docket. We're going to talk about volatility. We're going to talk a little bit about shenanigans. We're going to talk a little bit about timing. As we know, time is more important than price. And before we do all that, the first thing we're going to do is take a glance at the daily chart, the weekly chart, from a larger picture perspective. What's the market doing? What's jumping off the page? And then what we'll do is we'll funnel it down from there. We'll drill down from the bigger time frame down to the smaller time frames intraday things morph from smaller time frames onto the larger time frames. The market works both ways. We need to look at it both ways. From small to large, large to small. We need to understand where the larger trend is. We also need to understand where some of the shorter term trends are. As for the daily chart, right now they're just eating time off the clock. Last week on the 19th, they did put in at least an interim slash short term high, but they have yet to be rejected. They're just eating time off the clock above what? You got it above all the moving averages. The trend is your friend until it's over. And let's identify a couple of things. We'll look upward or in the northern direction when we switch over to the weekly chart. For the daily chart, let's look down and see what we have. There's three important places that I see. So we might as well, in the spirit of being prepared, understanding the bigger picture, and one day if you wake up and the market's in a sell type of mode, you know where the important places are. What's the first important place? Well, the first one we'll use, the nearby place, is 450.05. Call it 450. Why is that? First, it's a big fat round number. Second, it's a breakup candle low. This is the last breakup candle low in the sequence or the last breakup candle in the sequence. Therefore, the low from an intraday perspective, at least on the first hit, first time, best time, if they were to run down there, unless they're gapping below it some reason, if they run down there intraday, they're likely to find what we like to call a bull bear battle around that place. Intraday, they spike it. Then they try and rally back to recover that spot. Sometimes they come up short. They test the neighborhood. They don't get to the bottom. And then they run back up in the northern direction. Both those things happen. That's our first place of interest, 450. What's the second place of interest? It's in the 446s-ish type of neighborhood. Why is that? Well, you have an unfinished or unfilled gap down here, unfinished business. So the official closing price here is 446.02. The other side of that is 446.39. So we'll just say 446.39 down to 446 is an important place. You can see here we have the 20 period moving average running up. That will creep up each and every day a little bit. So that could, depending on if and when price is around 446, that could somewhat coincide with the 20 period moving average. So that's place number two. Place number three is a spike or right around 444, not that far away. Why is that? Well, here's one of those situations where the market ran up to this place 
it was rejected. So we know that the market thought that that price up there, that place was important. Being rejected at a specific place after a run-up is evidence that that place is important. So on the way back down, that's considered our most recent breakout area in the sequence. It coincides with this place as well. So it's a give or take, but coming back to visit that place is garden variety chart behavior. What's right under that place? You have another gap. That gap is at 442.46. So you have another zone in that neighborhood. I'm not saying they're going to be there anytime soon. I'm saying if and when, and it's in a when, when the market does sell, these are places of interest we need to be aware of. Now, we're the umpire calling balls and strikes, so let's look in the other direction. Let's look upward. And for that, we have to bring up the weekly chart since we were at the top of the daily chart. What do we have up above? We got two things to work with up here, not much more. We have a pivot high at 457.83. We'll call it 457 and change up to 458. Sometimes they come up short, sometimes they spike them through, but that's a place. So far, they've been to a high of 456.43. That was last week, so they haven't really ran a test sufficiently of this pivot high and if they get above the next one in the sequence is up at 462 so we could say between 458 and 462 is another area of overhead resistance smack dab in between you have a big fat round number of 460 458 to 462 overhead resistance not magic i don't have the patent on those pivots we're just looking at the chart and we're saying, hey, where does Mrs. Market think an important area is? Well, she ran up to there and we're rejected. So the pivot before that is right here. And in between, we have a fat round number of 460. That's a logical area of overhead resistance, at least on the first time there. I put that stuff on a sticky note. Here's a monthly chart. We're coming into the end of the month. The month will end next Monday. There's two things going on on the monthly chart. They're either going to run a test or break through the former highs, or they're going to put in a lower high somewhere. One of those two things is going to happen. Again, I don't have the patent on that. That's just common sense, logical thinking. If they're going to put in a lower high, the logical place is the place or zone we just talked about or maybe here, maybe they don't get there, but somewhere in the neighborhood of 458 to 462 would be a logical place. And what else do we have? Well, we have a couple of things going. We have a monthly chart, breakdown candle high, 457.83. That's the same pivot from before. Are they running a test of the monthly chart into the end of the month, breakdown candle high? Are they gonna close the month of July? Above that number, above 458 for rounding purposes, the first run up, the prevailing wisdom would be, no, they won't. What else do you have? Traders that took the course, lazy e-mini trader, will recognize we are in an on-time type of situation. Time is more important than price. When time and price converge, you're generally onto something. You generally have something cooking. Couple of other things we want to look at. Number one, look at today's low. So we're back to the daily chart. 
And today's low was 452.30. Or was it? Remember I said we'd have a little bit of a discussion on shenanigans? 452.30, today's low. Let's mark that on the chart. Let's also put our vertical line, which marks the start of today's activity, right of the vertical. Now, we drill down to a five-minute chart. We have 452.30 as the line of today's low off the daily chart, yet today's low was not at 452.30. The actual low print happens to be 452.75, a la shenanigans. Just food for thought. It's information for now it doesn't mean the market's going to be there on tuesday or wednesday or thursday it doesn't mean the market's going to be there anytime soon but it happens to be right in the ballpark of the gap left open from friday so if the market gets below this price here 52.75 then the door is going to open down in the vicinity for the gap and they'll likely fill the gap at some point anyway So the shenanigans tail candle or shenanigans print, whatever it is, ends up to be down near a gap. Shenanigans. What else do we have on the docket this week? Well, earnings season will be in full force. We have a plethora. I like that word. It's the word of the day. Plethora of earnings come this week. In fact, one of the traders in the live room today brought up that 48% of the S&P will report their earnings this week. That's called a bonanza. We also have the FOMC or Kabuki Theater. The Federal Reserve will meet Tuesday, tomorrow, and Wednesday. They will come out with an interest rate announcement on Wednesday. I believe they're expected to raise interest rates yet another quarter of a percentage point. We also have GDP later this week. We have a bunch of alphabet soup stuff later this week. So we have FOMC, GDP, some other alphabet soup, economic data type stuff. We have earnings coming out the yin-yang. All that should be a pretty good recipe for an increased level of what we call volatility. I think that's a pretty good synopsis of what's going on overall. What about inside the numbers? We saw the slow tape. We saw the creeping market today. Very little movement in the big scheme of things. It wasn't what we call a trader's type of tape. But we have numbers on the board anyway. By the way, check this out. All the way down in the middle. 452.20. This is on the board at zero dark 30. That was a gateway to lower prices. And guess what? 452.30 was the shenanigans tail candle. How do you like dem apples? And the shenanigans candle came after the open. This was at zero dark 30. So we start at the top and we have a pivot right out of the chute. Let's start with the early pivot. It's 453.35. Above is bullish, below is not. Opening print today was 453.37. There are no accidents or coincidences. Low of day was 453.35, again with the accidents or coincidences. They run up, they test it, and they stay above it for the rest of the day after the morning test after about 10.15. Well, if so... What was the resistance area that we would have cited? Let's go find out. Remember, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart and double check the work. But what I'm saying before the bell at 9 o'clock a.m., it would have to be up around 4.55 for now. And that was for now, meaning before the bell from a short trade perspective. How you doing? Just so happens high of day was 4.55.04 before the opening bell. 
meaning that's when we put it out there. Okay, fair enough. Let's see what else we have. Again, you got a zone at 455 if they were to run up there sooner than later for a short opportunity, but they did it later in the day. That wasn't the same as in the morning. We got 453.35 as the pivot. Below the pivot opens the door for lower. They didn't stay below for very long. We were locked and loaded for a lower buy opportunity than they got today, but they never got to our number this morning. And from a live room perspective, inside the numbers perspective, we have to, a trading perspective, we have to take the trades we want. We're not going to chase the market around, not going to just buy anywhere. They have to come into a place for a reason, and they didn't do that this morning. They just bounced around for the most part. Now, by 1020, we're citing some earlier overhead resistance based on what kind of tape it is. Things change after the open, so we can narrow things down. Overhead resistance so far at around 454.15. Now, that was cited a bit earlier down here at 10.12, 4.54.15, give or take, will be some resistance on the way back up once they recaptured and got above the pivot. So the bull case was above the pivot, they push higher. First place of resistance, 4.54.15. There's your initial overhead resistance at 4.54.14, give or take. Funny how that works. And then simply the next one was 4.55, Pause the video, read the notes, it's all in here. Go back to the chart and double check the work. We did have some stocks on the move today. Nothing hit its number, but I expect that to change throughout the week. We've got, remember, the word of the day, a plethora of earnings coming. What's going on over in Camp IWM? We've still got the 196 area that was extremely important. They're just eating time off the clock around that place. They spiked it once. They got above, but didn't stay above. But this is just a pullback, a bullish flag, a eating time off the clock. You can call it whatever you want. And we can also use the same bogey from the other chart, the SPY chart. Use this breakup candle low, closing daily below it, opens the door for this zone down here to the next one. And if they stay above it, well, that's a bullish position, period. What's going on with the folks down at the transportation department? Remember, we just talked about a breakup candle low. Looks like they ran a test in the neighborhood of it today on this chart. So remember, the canary in the coal mine is the transports. Are they ahead, meaning are they going lower? Or did they just run a test first, bounce up, and the other guys don't even have to run a test? Both things are possible. We don't know. I'm just putting it out there. We're the umpire calling balls and strikes so that when we see something happening, we talk about both sides. This way, we're aware of it when it's happening. It's not unfamiliar. We're not surprised. We're actually expecting one thing or the other to happen. And when it begins to materialize, we're not a deer in the headlights. We're what we call in the trading business prepared. What about the Q people? We had the whole rebalancing thing going on. That turned out to be somewhat of a dud. I think a lot of people out there, and I say people with air quotes, a lot of traders, a lot of bloggers, a lot of vloggers, a lot of people out there thought that we were going to see a big sell-off in the Qs with the whole rebalancing, and it never happened. That's why you got to take that stuff with what's called a grain of salt. Once something is a known known, it's unlikely that the market's going to move on it because it's already a known known. Thank you, Don Rumsfeld. We have a similar place in the queues that we talked about in the SPY. Here's that place. It coincides with the gap, 20 period moving average. There's a lot of support 
for three different reasons in this spot. Just saying. They don't have to get there. They almost got there. And since they came close today, kind of close on Friday, Thursday, they've been creeping into it. Each day that passes by diminishes the importance of that spot because they're not coming there in a straight shot from afar. They're coming there after creeping in and it falls into the category of the manner in which. Doesn't change the numbers, doesn't change what's there. It's the manner in which that may change based on creeping market versus a crisp market. How about the XLF, the financials? We talked about this one in the live room today. You look at the weekly chart and it's pretty obvious what they're doing. Weekly breakdown candle high, 36 and a quarter. There's a gap above, 36 and a quarter, 36. They don't necessarily have to get all the way to the top of the breakdown candle, but if they do, there's a gap up above. The gap is at 36, 39. So call it somewhere around 36 to 36, 40 is overhead resistance sooner than later. If they eat time off the clock or they creep into it, things change. But as it stands right now, 36 to 3640, give or take on both sides, is overhead resistance. Put that on a sticky note. What about Smash Mouth? From a daily chart perspective, they pulled back into the 20-period moving average, and now they're riding the 20-period moving average. So if the 20-period holds, the trend is your friend and all that stuff, and they go back up, fill the gap here, testing the old highs... But if they give up the 20, there's other stuff going on. 150 comes into view, a spike of 150, and then you have the 50-period moving average creeping up. There's a pivot low here, 147 and change. So you can see what that coincides. This pivot low, this pivot low. When you look at these, you say, well, look, the market thought that was important because it was support, found support here, did it again here, you got a 50-period moving average holding up the market here or supporting price if it gets down there here. Other than the big fat round number or semi-fat round number of 150, you don't have much other than that down there. So it's either stay above the 20-period moving average on the daily or start getting below, confirming below, meaning closing not just once below, but day after day, and all of a sudden, this stuff down here comes into view. Hey, have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.